Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for the retro show from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad. And I'm the podcast producer at BTSC. Alongside me is Tony Defio, BTSC Hall of Famer, fantastic writer for the site. Tony, so glad to have you with me once again. And this time, we've got gold on the line. Championship gold, Tony. I feel great to be here. And that was such a, a fantastic uh, introduction. I, I don't know what else to say, but it, I, I'm looking forward to, to going back a decade or so and talking about uh, one of my favorite Steelers years, truly one of my favorite Steelers years of all time. 2010 it was, and this was the year at this time, Bruno Mars was, man, he was huge on the charts. And Grenade was the number one single in America. If you turn on the radio, you heard Grenade and no strings attached with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, was number one at the box office. But Tony, did that stuff really matter in the Steel City? I got to say no. And the reason I got to say no is the Steelers were on their way to another AFC Championship game after winning the last two that they were in. Could this be three in a row and three appearances for the Steelers in five years? A challenging year for the Steelers in 2010, but they overcame a lot to get to this point. And uh, having a home game, once again, and they seem like they always got home games, even when they were a number two seed like they were this year, taking on a Cinderella Jets team. I think they're going to have a pretty good night. So the week before the Jets knocked off the New England Patriots in Foxborough to 
let the Steelers avoid a Steelers Patriots game and also giving the Steelers a home game in the playoffs. So for this AFC championship game, once again, Mike Tomlin's team was at home at Heinz field, looking to take on Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez and the upstart jets, a team that beat them maybe six weeks earlier in December at Heinz field in overtime. So this is a game that is very important to the Steelers and the terrible towels were going crazy led by Pittsburgh's own Billy Gardell leading the terrible towel twirl at the beginning of the game, Tony. Yeah, it was, it was a magical night. It was a, it was a really intense and emotional night. And I I forgot how cold it was for this game. It was like 13 degrees at kickoff or something like that. It was, it was colder tonight than I remembered, even though it wasn't that long ago. I thought it was a little bit warmer, but, 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 but no, it was, it was a really bitter night. So here we go. Let's get this game started and see if the Steelers are going to be on their way to the Super Bowl or not. The Jets won the kickoff, but deferred to the second half and a little bit of strategy. Then Antonio Brown fielded the opening kick. He was a rookie that year, and he gave the Steelers really good field position at the 34-yard line. Antonio Brown had really come along in the late stages of the year and the playoffs, and he was looking really good, Tony. He was. He came through a week earlier with that big helmet catch on third and 19 against the Ravens, that big come from behind victory over the Ravens in the divisional round. So, yeah, he really – he was uh, one of the one, one dog with two going for two bones or however Mike Tomlin said that that saying Manny Sanders. But by the end of the year, he was proving to be a clutch rookie receiver. And this was also a wide receiver class that included such stalwarts as Heinz Ward, Mike Wallace. You mentioned Emmanuel Sanders and a guy that came back that season who was fielding punts and also a big possession wide receiver for the Steelers, none other than number 82, Antoine Randall L. So a really potent set of weapons for Ben Roethlisberger in this game. But as far as running backs go, Rashard Mendenhall was the workhorse and he was once again, that very same ball carrier on the opening drive that took care of business for the Steelers. He carried the ball eight times for 28 yards on that opening series. Two passes to the aforementioned Heinz Ward, another completion to Mike Wallace, and a six-yard run by Isaac Redman, followed by a 12-yard Ben Scrambled, got the home team black and gold down to the doorstep of the end zone. This drive also featured Antonio Cromartie in an illegal hit to the face on Emmanuel Sanders and nervous moments when Ben took a helmet to the thigh and started limping so at this point tony the steelers are driving but it's scary as well uh it was a good drive up to this point seeing ben limp around that was cause for concern this drive also featured a long pass to heath miller who was challenged by the jets it was really good to challenge this pass because the use of the red flag really helped rex ryan at this point as the 21 yard gain was negated Another thing happened early in this game, which was terrible for the Steelers, especially in the weeks to come. Marquise Pouncey got rolled under by Bryant Thomas on a ward play to the one-yard line. Doug Ligurski had to come in to sub for the rookie from Florida, and there was no more, more Marquise Pouncey. 
And even though he was a rookie that year, he was one of the main reasons that Richard Mendenhall and Isaac Redman got a lot of running room and Ben Roethlisberger got a lot of protection, Tony Defio. Absolutely. Uh, the, the previous two years, the line really struggled to, to keep Ben clean and, and to, to generate any kind of a running game. Pouncey came in and he was immediate upgrade. He was the, the best player on the line. He was an inspirational leader already as a rookie. He was, he was a hard-nosed, tough uh, leader and, and to lose him this early in the game. That was a, that was a tough blow. So the Steelers were on the doorstep. Like I said, then comes a handoff to Richard Mendenhall, number 34 into the end zone with nine Oh six remaining in the first, the Steelers capped off a 15 play 66 yard drive to give Mike Tomlin's team a seven, nothing lead. The terrible towels were twirling feverishly in Pittsburgh, Tony. They sure were, and what a what a great drive to start such an important game. And you have the Jets coming in after a, a huge emotional victory over the Patriots the week before. They're the Cinderellas. They're feeling good about themselves. And Pittsburgh, uh, and they just beat the Steelers six weeks earlier, as you mentioned. But Pittsburgh uh, took the opening kickoff and just said, "Look, this is this is going to be our night. We're gonna we're gonna take control of this game early." And that's exactly what they did on this drive. Now that very game the week before, that emotional game that you mentioned playing the New England Patriots, and we talked about that earlier, it spurned a great catchphrase that is used today by BTSC Scobro show co-host Rich Schofield, Bart Scott, when talking about playing the Steelers next week. Can't wait! And that's Can't where wait. that came from. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, Bart Scott was a longtime Steeler nemesis because he was on the Ravens team that they played in plenty in that AFC championship game two years earlier and in all those years as he was a Raven. So this was very special to be playing on this field for Bart Scott and the Jets felt that way and they came out flat to start the game, but this Jets team was very dangerous and we're going to find out a little bit more about it, especially with Mark Sanchez, the rookie way before the butt fumble, Tony, but Mark Sanchez had a great rookie year, number six out of USC, and he comes out throwing, but Casey Hampton knocks the ball down right away. Then James Harrison stopped LaDainian Tomlinson for a loss. Yes, LaDainian Tomlinson was on this team as well. They had some firepower. But Sanchez completed a pass to Jericho Cotri, a future Steeler, to move the chains, and the Steelers' secondary got nailed for holds on consecutive penalties by Ryan Clark and Ike Taylor. The suffocating Steelers D would though tighten down and force the Jets to bring out Drew Weatherford to punt. When the Steelers got possession again, the team would get moving to start the drive by riding Richard Mendenhall again with runs of 11 yards, two yards, and a screen from Ben for a gain of 18 as the first quarter ended. Now, Tony, a lot of people remember Richard Mendenhall for a lot of things. Some of it's negative because of Twitter comments after the death of Osama bin Laden. They remember some crucial fumbles. But this guy in 2010 was one of the best things going in the National Football League at running back. And he was a scorer galore for the Steelers. He carried the torch for this team. He certainly did. I mean, you know, people are like, as you said, they're, they're going to remember that Super Bowl 45 fumble. They're going to remember the fact, you know, the Twitter stuff and the fact that he, he was deactivated for a game and he failed to show up to Heinz Field, that kind of thing. This was his year, 2010. He was arguably 
the team MVP that year. Bennett was out the first four weeks. He was suspended. And if you remember that first, that week one went against the Falcons in overtime, he, he had the game winning touchdown, the 50 yard touchdown in overtime. He, he just really, he, he really played a crucial role for them. Not only during a regular season, 1200 yards, 13 touchdowns, but uh, in the playoffs as well, helping the Steelers make it uh, go on a deep run. In quarter two, Ben went to the air and the Steelers moved the chains once again. This time via an unnecessary roughness on Eric Smith and a hit on a defenseless Emmanuel Sanders. The Steelers had the ball on the Jets 44 and were looking for more. But the drive stopped when Ben's pass to Mendenhall on fourth and one deflected off of the running back's mitts and into those of Brian Thomas. Sanchez and the Jets couldn't capitalize, though, on the great field position and had to punt. But Weatherford shanked it, and the Steelers had the ball again after the punt, only sailed 29 yards at their own 38-yard line. So great field position. Could the Steelers capitalize on it? We will see. Ben Roethlisberger went for it all right away on the first play of the Steelers' third possession, but Darrell Revis had good coverage on Mike Wallace, Revis was involved on the next play too, deep downfield, but it was on a tackle on Mendenhall who reeled off a 35-yarder on second down. Then Isaac Redman got into the mix, the next two carries, and then he cruised for a total of 21 yards. But with a third down on the two-yard line, Ben's pass to Sanders was deflected by Eric Smith. It may have been a good thing though. Revis looked to be in great position to make a play on the ball. Instead, here comes Sean Sweezum in for the field goal attempt, and the Steelers are leading 10 to nothing with 6.54 remaining in the AFC Championship game's first half. Tony, a lot of action, a lot of opportunities for the Steelers, a lot of mistakes averted. It could have been disastrous many a time for Pittsburgh, but they're now leading 10 nothing, and it's close to halftime. Yeah, they were in total control of this game. And as you said, a couple inches here and there, like like on the, the Darrell Revis break up, break up on the uh, deep pass to, to Mike Wallace, it could have been 14-0. But, you know, at this point in the game, late in the first half, you'll, you'll take a 10-0 lead at home against a, a very good and very uh, tough Jets team. Next came a three and out by the Jets, forced by two stops and a tip by Brett Kiesel. The beard was all over the place on this series. The Steelers would also take advantage because of that. As the temperature dropped to eight degrees, the Steelers heated up once again on offense. Ben completed long throws of 24 to Heath Miller and 22 Manny Sanders. After a 15-yard pass to Mendenhall, got his team down to the one-yard line once again, Roethlisberger took it in himself for a touchdown on the bootleg. At the two-minute warning, it was the Steelers 17 and the Jets zip. It would get worse for the Jets, though, Tony. Lamar Woodley sacked Sanchez for a seven-yard loss on first down. And on third down, Ike Taylor and William Gay came up with the big play. The result of Taylor's sack was a fumble picked up by number 22, Gay. And he took it all the way for the score. The review process made it seem, though, that the play would be called back. But it stood, and Heinz Field went crazy with the Steelers scoring twice in 37 seconds. With 123 left before intermission, the Steelers led 24 to nothing. What a uh, sequence of events. You had the, the Ben touchdown, and then just seconds later, practically, uh, Ike's big hit and, uh, and Willie Gay's uh, touchdown uh, to make it 24 nothing. And, and I tell you what, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time. 
And like, she had to settle me down. She was like, just, you need to settle down. And then she started taking pictures of me and, and putting them on the internet. So I, I was certainly enjoying it myself and I didn't care who was watching. I couldn't believe they were up 24, nothing in the AFC championship game. It was, it was a dream come true. Man, I got to find that girl just to get the pictures, Tony. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, you know what? They weren't pictures. Now that I think of it, they were video. She was, she was videotaping me. Either way, it was embarrassing, but I don't care. It was all, all my inhibitions were gone at that point. I couldn't believe it. This is, this is, this is the AFC championship game. You know, you let, you let your hair down, right? So it's 24, nothing, Tony. And the jets are desperate to get some points, but they did have some pride and fight left in them with not a lot of time. They had to do something. So Sanchez threw completions of five and nine to tight end Dustin Keller and a 16-yard pass followed by a nine to Brad Smith, the former quarterback from the University of Missouri. With a second and one at the 25, two Sanchez passes to Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes, we know that guy, fell incomplete courtesy of coverage by Ike Taylor and Bryant McFadden. Here comes Nick Folk emerging, and he hits a 42-yarder to make the score 24-3 right before the half. At halftime, Tony, the numbers on the scoreboard were made sense by the stat sheet. The Steelers had 135 yards to one for the Jets, while the home team had 231 total yards versus 50 for New York. Time of possession for the Steelers was 2104 and 856 for New York. The second half would look quite different, and that's something we're going to talk about when we come back after the break on the Steelers Retro Show. Welcome back to the Steelers Retro Show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Alongside me is my great friend, Tony Defio, and we love hopping in that black and gold DeLorean and going back in time to check out some great Steeler games from yesteryear. Tony, this was the last really great AFC Championship game for the Steelers, and I'm so glad to look back on this one. Absolutely was the last great one. It was, and I said it in the first half, it was one of my favorite years. I mean, anytime they go to the Super Bowl, it's, it's, it's great. But yeah, it, it was, it was one, of, one of my favorite years. And, and uh, what a first half by them. I mean, they totally dominated every which way, as you, as you mentioned in, at the end of the first half of the show. But that field goal by the Jets at the end, I think that was a, a momentum shift. It really was because in quarter number three, the Jets would storm out of the gate. Something happened in that locker room, and they were not ready to give up. After runs by Ladanian Tomlinson, Sanchez would hook up with the ghost of Steelers playoff past, Santonio Holmes for 16, and then 45 with Ryan Clark trailing. With 12-22 left in the third, the Jets were making strides to get back into the game by a score of 24 to 10. The Steelers tried to answer, but it looked like a three and out was negated when Jamal Westerman got nailed for a really sketchy roughing penalty for running into punter Jeremy Kapanos. Tony, I've got to say, I did not think this was a roughing penalty, and I thought the Steelers got a great gift here. I think it should have been just a five-yard penalty for, for running into the kicker, not a 15-yard personal foul, but hey, you know, the pass to Heath Miller early in the game, that probably should have helped, been held up, but I guess it, it all evens out in the end. We try not to be homers here, and we'll say when the Steelers are a benefit of a play that really should have went the other way. We're not one that says, ah, you know, uh, we we can justify that. No, I mean, this is one that we really can't justify, but I get it. You know, the Miller play was a bad call as well, so maybe it was a makeup play later, but the Jets really needed that. 
After a Milwaukee Moore first down, Ben started to unravel, though. First missing Pouncey, a bad exchange between number seven and center Doug Ligurski. Well, nearly ended up into the Jets' hands. But on the next play, Ben went deep for Emmanuel Sanders, and he was intercepted by Brodney Poole, giving the ball back to the Jets. A three and out by the Gothamites. And I don't mean the rogues, Tony, not from the Batman movie. I'm talking about the New York team. Gave the ball back to the Men of Steel. My gosh, I just covered Batman and Superman in the same sentence. DC owes us some money, Tony. <laughs> they sure do. And that was a uh, great way to sum it all up. It was a uh, weird sequence of events, but the, uh, the superheroes were still in charge 24 to 10. Ben would rush for first downs twice when facing a third down. But he couldn't avoid sacks on the series as Calvin Pace and Trevor Price both took down the Steelers' QB to bring on Capinos again to punt as the third quarter was coming to a close. As the fourth quarter began, Rex Ryan's team was hell-bent on making things interesting, and they did. But they needed to be mindful of the clock. Sanchez went over the middle to Keller for 19 to commence the series, and then to Cotri and back to Keller to get to the Pittsburgh side of the field. At the Steelers' 27, the Jets stayed on the ground for six straight plays, including a fourth-down conversion by Sean Green, who gained 22 yards on this particular possession. When a pass play to Cotri got the green and white down to the two, the Steelers' defense tightened up, defense by Ferrier, Clark, and a near interception by Woodley set up a fourth and goal at the one-yard line, Tony. Things are getting nervous at Heinz Field, my man. After holding him on those first three plays, to let up a touchdown here would have been, would have been pretty devastating. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Sanchez handed off to Tomlinson, but was met by Brett Kiesel and Casey Hampton for the goal line stand. The Jets would get nothing after, get this, a 17-play and 8-minute, 16-second drive. At 24 to 10, with the ball and 744 remaining, New York seemed to be running out of jet fuel. There's another one, man. I'm sorry for that joke. It's okay. It, it, it's pretty apt. And, and you're right. For, for the Jets to run off so much time and a 17 play drive and to get so close and to come away with nothing halfway through the fourth quarter, they had to be feeling pretty bad about themselves. I know watching the game at that time, it's actually recent enough that I remember. I was feeling pretty darn good and thinking it was pretty much in the bag at this point. Yeah, but Tony, the one thing that I was worried about here was the absence of rookie Marquise Pouncey, who was great all season long for this team. Usually a rookie doesn't affect the chances of a team, but his absence was completely glaring and it almost cost the Steelers a shot at the Super Bowl as something happened here because of his absence. A too aggressive of a snap from Ligurski to Ben bounced off of number seven's hands. That could have ended up a Jets touchdown here, and it would have been trouble. But Ben was able to jump on the ball for the safety. The two points from the safety were awarded to the Jets. The score was now 24-12, to 12, and some in Steelers Nation, like me at home, is really getting nervous. How about you, Tony? Sweating? Oh, absolutely. This is, this is when, when the girlfriend was still taking pictures and, and videos. And uh, the furthest thing from my mind after, after that great goal line stand was, was the center exchange, the center snap exchange between Ligurski and Ben. But uh, I should have been thinking of that because it pounced out. That could have been crucial, and it certainly was on this play. And not only did they get two points, but they, they were going to get the ball back again, too. 
Sanchez immediately went to work with a 22-yard pass to Braylon Edwards and another for a gain of 10. Three passes to Keller for a total of 18 yards had the Jets six yards away from pay dirt. After Tomlinson got the ball down to the two-yard line, Sanchez found Cotri for a four-yard touchdown, and the Jets were only down by five by a score of 24-19 to after Nick Folk got the point after True. Scoreless in the second half, the Steelers could not afford to give the momentous visitors the ball back. With 2.56 remaining and all three timeouts, the host needed a few first downs to slam the door shut. After a Mendenhall run of only one yard, Big Ben completed a first down to Heath for 14 yards as the Jets used all of their timeouts. Tony, timeouts are so crucial here, and the Jets didn't have any more. No, and all it would take would be one more first down, and, and the game was over, and, and it would be on to, to Dallas. So, yeah, for, for the Jets to use up all their timeouts was, was big, and it now it was up to, to the Steelers to put the game away. The Jets still had a chance with the Steelers facing a third and six at the New York 40 right after the two-minute warning. Ben was flushed out of the pocket. He rolled right and threw to rookie Antonio Brown, who came up big again, Tony, for 14 yards and a trip to Arlington, Texas, and the franchise's eighth Super Bowl appearance. We were going crazy here at Steelers Central. It would not end the way anybody wanted it to. We know that, but it does not diminish how special this win was. What a fantastic game, Tony. It became a nail-biter. It made things really nervous as Pouncey was out. The Jets had a chance to come back in this game. It was not the runaway that we thought it was going to be, but it was fulfilling. It sure sure was, and I still can feel like, remember how I felt, Antonio, who nobody would at the time knew would go on to be arguably one of the greatest receivers of all time. Well, actually he was one of the greatest receivers of all time still playing. Um, but when he caught that ball and you knew that it was, it was over and they were going to the Super Bowl. It's something that uh, Joe Green said at one time, that precise moment when you know that the next game's the Super Bowl, it doesn't get any better than that. And that, that's how it felt for me as a fan at, at that moment. It was just, it was, it was, it was a fantastic finish to a, a, a challenging year and, 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 and just what great memories for me. I was not in the position at the time to go to the Super Bowl. My friends were going, invited me to Dallas to see if I could find a ticket. They had tickets to the game. They had a hotel room. I had a young family and I could not get off with my job. So I stayed home and watched the Super Bowl. But I have to say this, that Super Bowl does not matter at this point when we're talking about this Steelers Jets game. It was one great game that I will never forget. It doesn't matter how it turned out. Yeah, sure. Would have loved to have had the win. Loved to, you know, get some of those plays back. But you cannot diminish how great this game was. Ben was only 10 for 19 for 133 yards and two interceptions. But he had that rushing TD. Richard Mendenhall really carried the mail. 27 for 121 and a touchdown. Heath Miller had two catches for 38 yards to lead the team. And Lawrence Timmons, 10 tackles, Tony. He was a stalwart on defense for this team as well. I've got to tell you, Mike Tomlin had a chance to be the youngest coach to win two Super Bowls. It didn't happen as they lost once again the next week, actually two weeks later, to the Green Bay Packers. But, Tony, final thoughts on this game. What was your girlfriend posting when you were celebrating this win? Well, after, after Antonio Brown caught that 
ball and I knew it was done. She was like, don't, don't, don't say that. Cause I screamed, you're going to the Super Bowl, you know? And she said, don't say that you're going to jinx it. But I don't think she understood the uh, victory formation, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I was, it was, it was a, a, a night I'll never forget. And it, it was something I didn't see coming quite frankly, simply because of all the turmoil surrounding the team at the beginning of the year with, in, the, in that off season with everything that went on with, with Ben Roethlisberger and then him being suspended Usually when something like that happens to a team at the beginning of a year, it's hard to come back from that. But but they they held strong and they they got off to a three and one start and they kind of uh once Ben came back, it was it was it was on. Uh, Troy Polamalu was the defensive player of the year, so their defense was still really good. You mentioned uh, uh Timmons, Woodley had a great year. Obviously, Harrison was Harrison. You, had, you know, it was just a great all-around team. And for all the adversity that they, that they faced that year, for them to make it to the Super Bowl, I think that was one of Mike, Mike Tomlin's obviously is one of his greatest coaching jobs. It absolutely was Tony. And I love talking about this game and I love talking about them all with you. So thanks again for talking about this game with me, Tony, the jets, the Steelers going to the super bowl for the eighth time, ultimately losing. We get that. But once again, you don't get a better game than the Steelers winning at Heinz Field. I can't wait till we can talk about another AFC Championship game, my friend. Uh, me either. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're golden whenever they do come around, so uh, I can't wait for the next one. All right. For Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This was the Steelers Retro Show, and this was a dandy. For Tony, I'm Brian. You need to do three things for us. Stay safe. Always be true to yourself and be behind the steel curtain. And you can take us away. We don't mind, but you better promise us we'll be back in time. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.